Welcome to the Gains Therapy Express podcast, where Bob hosts a daily episode show where he talks about business, fitness, physical therapy, and everything else that documents his journey of building Gains Therapy. Welcome back to another episode of Gains Therapy Express. I hope everybody's doing well on this beautiful Monday evening. It's nice warm. It's nice and sunny. Um, right now, I'm packing up my things in Ithaca. Uh, but at the same time, I'm also doing a lot of reading during this time of, uh, I guess, nothingness. This time of... Uh, this transitional period of just graduating, looking for jobs, uh, preparing for to take the boards for physical therapy. I've been doing a lot more reading, and, and I finished um, a book that's been on my shelf for a while. It's called Profit First uh, by Michael Mick. I'm going to butcher his last name, Mick, McWowski. And one thing, it's a, it's a book about accounting, accounting principles for business, um, but one thing, that he mentions is a certain kind of a law. And this law has been affecting me and really, I guess, defines who I am as a person. And and it really applies to a lot of the things I do. And it relates to a lot of things that I do in terms of uh, Manifest Mindset, another podcast that I, that I do with Nick, uh, Nick. So the law, it's called... The Parkinson Law. So basically the Parkinson Law, some guy in the 1955s, he's a modern philosopher. I think it's a, it's a male, female. Um, and this person created a counterintuitive Parkinson's Law, which states that the demand for something expands to match its supply. Now, that sounds like very economical and uh, like mathematical, but let me repeat it again. So the demand for something expands to meet its supply. So basically how I see this principle is however time, however much time you give something is how much you'll use to, to do that something. Or another example is however money you give yourself, um, that's how much money you'll spend. Right. If you give yourself ten dollars, you'll go to the store and do everything you can to spend that ten dollars, even if you just need like a bag of chips. Or um, if you give five dollars, you do everything you can to spend to spend that five dollars. Now, what how this applies to me is when I do the accountability calls with Nick, um, I give myself a week to do a task. Now, previously, I read the book. Uh, motivational interviewing by Stephen Rolnick. I, I think that's his name, uh, but it's a great book on motivational interviewing. T- t- teaches great tips and gives great ideas on how to better communicate with patients, with family members, with anybody. And that book has been sitting on my shelf for a year, two years, and I always like wanted to read that book because motivational interviewing is something that I value, something that's important in patient care, especially. But I never get to. I never got to read it because I never gave myself a timeline. So, excuse me. So the, the amount of time I gave myself to read that book was an infinite amount of time. And like that, like that Parkinson's law, the the supply will match 
the the demand um, or the demand will match the supply. So basically, it, if since I gave myself so much time, there was no way I was ever going to read or finish that book. And then I made a commitment to Nick that I was going to finish the book in a week. So I gave myself that deadline of a week and I finished the book. The book that was on my shelf for so long, I finally finished. So it's basically this principle, this practicing principle of whatever time you allow yourself or whatever restrictions you give yourself, you're going to do everything you possibly can to to accomplish that task in those certain restrictions. Now, if your restrictions are very, very wide and vague, the, the probability of you accomplishing that thing is pretty low, I guess. Like every time you would um, go, go to class, right, for example, like, like study for a course. And if there was, for me especially, if there wasn't like a deadline for an exam, I would never, I would probably never have studied for, for any of the courses that I wasn't really interested in because there was that deadline, because there was that um, time frame, time restriction of you got to study, take a test within this time, then that's, that's how much I took the time to do it. I would procrastinate and I would do it. Um, an example that the author in Profit First gives is income. So if people make, let's say, just, just for an even number, $100,000 a year, and they, their lifestyle, the, the, the person that makes $100,000 a year, would, would try, would match that income. So they would buy a house. They would buy a car to match that $100,000 income, and they would probably use all of it, right? They don't have any sort of restriction or uh, other than that $100,000. Now, if they were to get a, a, an extra 30,000 raise, say they did such a good job, they, they're now, uh, their, their income now annually is 130,000, their lifestyle would go and match the 130,000. Now, what, what Mike, uh, Mikowski, again, maybe I'm butchering his last name, I'm sorry if I'm doing that, the author of Profit First talks about is, is, is he mentions, uh, Brian Tracy, this term, that Brian Tracy coined a wedge. So basically, if you get a raise, take 10% of that raise, take it out, and put it in a savings account. Or, or not even 10%, just a certain amount of percentage that you take out. So let's say you make 130000 now. You take out 15000 that's 50%. Um, you put it in a savings account, and then your lifestyle matches that income of 115,000 and that other 15,000 is just in a savings account. It's in a high interest savings account. It's, it's down the line for something even more important, like buying another house or saving for college or, or for retirement, something like that. So basically how, how much you do something is matched to the restrictions you give yourself. If the restrictions are too wide, it's going to take a while for you to do, or, if the restrictions are too little, you may even be creative enough to figure out a way to, to actually accomplish the task. For example, if, if I were to give myself the task of reading that motivational interviewing book within three days, I was accountable to Nick within just three days, I probably would have finished the book in three days. 
if I told Nick I was going to read the book in a day and we had another accountability call the day after, I would have read the book in 24 hours. So it's just that principle that I think I wanted to, to talk about on this podcast. And, and again, Profit First was actually uh, – that was just one tiny little golden nugget that this book brought to me. Um, but I highly recommend this book. And this is more like a, a practical business accounting book, the most practical accounting book, business accounting book that I read. And, and I'll surely apply this in the future. And, and this is something that I'll have to refer back to every two or three months just to make sure I'm getting the, the – the percentage is right and applying the actual things. And again, it's, it's not about, I guess, reading, just reading books as fast as you can and then moving on to the next book, but actually reading the book, finding the golden nuggets and then applying it to the areas that are actually applicable to you. So that's, that's something uh, about profit first. You're just, thanks for hearing me ramble about this, this concept of the, of the Parkinson's law. But there's something else I wanted to talk about, and it's about this uh, TV show that I've recently been watching. Um, it's this really, like, I guess, it's like a reality TV show. It's called 90 Day Fiancé. And in the 90 Days Fiancé, basically, there's a guy from America. They meet a, a date somewhere in the country, somewhere in another country. And then they have two weeks to date and then they get married. And one of the characters, his name is David. David is, he's, he's a relatively older man. He's, he's in his sixties. And he was talking to this girl named Lana online for the past seven years. Now, Lana is in her twenties and she doesn't speak any English, and the, the main way that David and Lana have been talking is through this communication chat that David has been using. To, uh, it's like a pay, a, a subscription model where, where he pays, where you talk, can talk to Lana. And they've been talking for seven years. They never met. They never had any face crime calls. They never had any sort of calls like that. They only talked with that. And David really wanted to meet Lana and get and get married to Lana. So he went to I think Lana's in Ukraine or or Czechoslovakia or one one of those places. And David goes one time on the airplane, and Lana stands her up, st- stands him up. But he doesn't give up. He keeps on going. The second time he goes back again, and he gets stood up again. And remember this this airplane ride is at least ten plus hours to get from the u.s so the second time he goes he stood up again the third time he goes back he stood up again the fourth time he goes back and something's different lana just appears out of nowhere and they meet and every single friend that david talked to doubted him every single viewer i completely doubted him that he was no matter, he was getting scammed, he was getting catfished. And David even hired a private investigator to look for Lana. And, and the private investigator told him strictly that, David, you're getting scammed. And he believed what was right, and he kept on pursue, persevering. And Lana turned out to be real. So 
that's a spoiler for for a 90-day fiance. I should have said that earlier. But even if it's like a reality TV show and it's something that I've been watching, um, it shows the power of perseverance and believing what you truly care about. So just two things that I wanted to talk, really talk about. The Parkinson's Law and David Alana and Never Giving Up. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Monday. Thank you.